Bless you, my brothers and sisters. We praise God for each and every one of you tonight that uh, have tuned in tonight with Living the Word with Pastor Clay. Um, let's have a word of prayer before we go into our lessons on tonight. Oh, God, we love you tonight, and we thank you for your grace, your mercy, your love, and all your kindness. God, you've been so good to us, and I thank you. Thank you just seems so shallow. It doesn't seem like it's enough because you are a keeper. You give us strength. You bind the, you bind the hand of the enemy on every side and every direction from which he will come. God, we don't even know the places where the enemy is setting traps for us, but you are omnipresent. And God, we give you thanks. We thank you for healing. We thank you for your deliverance. And God, you're that great provider for your people. So this, we give you thanks. Now, God, your word is already blessed. And God is so powerful that you have given us, oh God, the ability to study your word and retrieve the nuggets that you have for us so we can live a victorious life. And then you give us a power, God, we can witness to others and win souls one at a time for your kingdom. So this, we give you thanks. Now, God, when you bless me to articulate clearly to the hearers of your word, tonight and those that are viewing us here and through social media. We ask in Jesus' name, amen and amen. The Lord bless you, my brothers and my sisters. Um, tonight, I want to continue with um, a class we started um, this week. Amen. We started this class on our Wednesday night uh, Bible study and um, I want to continue with that. We did not, uh, we weren't able to um, end it. So I said we were carried on through living the word. So um, tonight I want you to um, go with me to Numbers chapter 13 and 23. Uh, quickly, Numbers chapter 13 and 23. And uh, when you have that, say amen. Numbers chapter 13 and 23. Um, let's see here. Let's start at verse 21, Numbers chapter 13 and 21. Okay. So they went up and searched the land from the wilderness of Zin into Rehob, as men came to Hamath. And they ascended by the south and came into Hebron, where Ahiman, Shishai, and Tama, the children of Anak, were. Now in Hebron was built seven years before Zoan in Egypt. And they came into the brook of Eschol, and cut down from hence a branch with one cluster of grapes, and they bear between two upon a staff, and they brought of the pomegranates and of the figs. And the place was called the brook of Eschol because of the cluster of the grapes which the children of Israel cut down from thence. Verse 25, and they returned from searching 
of the land after 40 days. And I'll conclude with that. Numbers chapter 13, and that was verse 21 through 25. And tonight, I want to again talk about uh, when we put limits on God by being satisfied with less than the full inheritance. We put limits on God by being satisfied with less than the full inheritance. And just to um, bring you up to speed, God has given us so much. And what God has given us, praise the Lord, we really have not, uh, we're not walking into the full inheritance that God has given us. Um, we begin and we partake of partial inheritance. But the Lord wants us to fulfill what he has given us and to walk in to the fullness of what God has given us. We know the lesson begins in Numbers chapter 13, and we know that God had given um what was interesting, God has spoke to Moses and told Moses um, about um, the land and they that God has given to his people. So Moses and the children of Israel, they traveled from Mount Sinai in hopes of uh, possessing the land promised to them according to God's covenant uh, that God made with Abraham. And I want you to understand that God keeps his promises. God is a promise keeper. Uh, you don't have to worry about God. God keeps his promises. And so he made the promise, and uh, God told um, Moses to send some men to explore. You find in Exodus chapter 3, verses 16 through 17, and Exodus chapter 31, verses 1 through 3. Before entering the land with the group of those that came out, of all the people that came out of Egypt, God did tell Moses to send some men to explore the land of Canaan. And history says that Moses chose 12 men from each tribe. And um, I think you look at Numbers chapter 13 and verse 2. And what was interesting to me in Numbers uh, chapter verse, chapter 13 and verse 2, God told them to search the land. And we know that they were key leaders 
they were not just any person. History says they were key leaders. And the reason I want to bring that, because my brothers and sisters, if the leaders, if our leaders doubt God, what happens to those that are following the leadership? Case in point, if a pastor, God forbid, doubts God, then what happens to the rest of the people? So you'll find it in chapter 13 of Numbers and verse 2. These were key leaders. These were those in leadership. These 12 men represented the 12 tribes and they were leaders. And we know something about when leaders get together, what should happen. But quite often, sometimes we find leadership when they're together, they can have a negative impact on the hearers. So as I was looking, there was 250 miles that they searched out the land that was given by God to them. And history lets us know that it took about 40 days, 250 miles in every direction, um, south, north, east, and west. 250 miles of searching. It took them 40 days um, to search out the land. Now, something that is, 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 is powerful, my brothers and sisters, look at the blessings of God. And we'll, we'll talk about the negativity in just a minute. But look at the blessings of God. It takes them 40 days to walk in the blessings that God has for them. It took them 250 miles in all directions. You, in other words, travel for 40 days. Huh? Just think about that. You travel for 40 days and just think, if God has given you that land, in 40 days of you traveling, how much land can you conquer? Or how much land can you travel? Before that length of land, God had given that to his chosen people. Now, on their way back to the camp, they stopped by a brook, Ischol, and it was close to um, a town of, in, of Hebron. And they cut it down, and when they cut this branch down, there was one cluster of grapes on this branch. Numbers chapter 13 and verse 23. It took two men to hoist uh, it up on a pole and carried it going back to where they were, um, uh, to Moses. And when we look at that, look at the size and the the, the size of these grapes. Really, it showed you, and I shared Wednesday, it showed how blessed that the land was. One cluster of grapes. Now, you've been to the grocery store. You, 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 you've looked at grapes, green grapes, red grapes, and, and you pretty much can hold it in your hand, and it might kind of maybe 
linger out a little bit from your hand. But could you imagine a cluster of grapes that is on a pole that two men are carrying? That's the cluster. You ought to put your hands together and praise God for uh, the goodness of God. It was more than just large grapes. Huh? Now, something else that I bring notice, and they wasn't, uh, they didn't use pesticides and they didn't use stuff to, to enhance the growth. This is how big God is. And I was saying, well, praise be to God, how big God is. And because God is so big, when God wants to bless you, he blesses us with big things. You ought to put the praise on that, somebody. God blesses us with big things. He blesses us with big health. He blesses us so many times, and it's big. Praise God. They went back. Now, remember, um, they, they brought not only the grapes, but they also brought the pomegranates and the figs to show the people. Now, they were with one accord. They were with one accord, and they see and they observed the bountiful blessings of God. So my brothers and sisters, now they're on their, their way back. And uh, returning to the people, all 12 of the men reported to the children of Israel. They, their, their report was true. This is a land that is flowing with milk and honey. And they even brought a sample of the blessings of God. Now you find it in Numbers chapter 13 and verse 27. 10, and let me hear, let me say it again, 10 of the 12 spies. Bring you back what they saw. And they did testify. All 12 testified, it is a land. That's flowing with milk and honey. All 12 did testify. They did see the fruits of the land. But now we come with mixed, mixed messages. Yes, look how this land is blessed. huh? But then they bring up a mixed message here. The spies fearfully reported that the people be strong that dwell in the land. And they talked about how their, their cities are walled up and, and great cities. And then they said, now remember the 10 said, but we will not be able to go up against the people for they are stronger than we are. Numbers chapter 13, verse 28 and verse 31. My brothers and sisters, put a pin right there. Is God able or is he not able? Did God promise or did he not promise? You can't give and send mixed messages. Huh? If God be for us, who can be against us? So now they have, we have, now remember, these 12 are leaders. <clears throat> and the leaders have influence over the people. 
How many times have leaders in various places been a discouragement to the people? How many times, and we know, praise God, that, that true men and women of God, we know that there is no failure in God. If God promised, if God said, my brothers and sisters, if God said it's yours, why would you put a limit on God, huh? By just being satisfied with a partial uh, inheritance. If God wanted you to have a little bit, he would have told you I'll give you a little bit, huh? But when God gives you a land, when God gives you possession, when God tells you, praise God, what is yours and to go possess it, that's exactly what we mean. In other words, my brothers and sisters, we limit God by just being satisfied with just a little bit, huh? Let me move a little further. Here they come with the report. The people be strong. That's in the land. Their cities are walled, very great. And then we be not. Listen to what they're saying. And I talked about this on Wednesday. We be. I talked about the we be. Uh-huh. Yeah. We be ailing. <laughs> we be hurt. Uh-huh. So they brought in the we be. That's chapter 13, verse 28 to 31. Say, we be not able to go up against the people, for they are stronger than we win. My brothers and sisters, has the devil been stronger than the people of God? Yes, the enemy's powerful, but God is more powerful. Why would you put the enemy above the blessing that God has already blessed you? Come on, the devil is alive. Why would you put the trouble above God? I know we go through, huh? I know we have weights we have to carry. Case in point, then Jesus said, take my yoke upon you. Now listen to what he says. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me. Now watch this, for my yoke is easy. So he didn't say you wouldn't have a yoke. A yoke bears weight. But Jesus said, my yoke is easy and my burdens are light. So we must carry our load. Huh? Yes. But it's the Lord that works both. Hear me out. The will and the do at his good pleasure. No, you can't do it. But the Bible says that I can do all things through. You got to go through Christ to get it. Come on and put a praise on it, somebody. Hallelujah. Your blessing is through Christ. Huh? It's through Christ. Don't limit God by being satisfied with less than the full inheritance. God did not give us partial victory. Did you hear what I said? God, well, praise you. Oh, hallelujah, God. I felt that thing in my spirit. God didn't give you partial healing. Hmm? God, God did not give you half a house. God didn't give you half a car. Huh? God didn't pay you a half a dollar. 
you didn't receive a half a dollar. You received, received a whole dollar. God does not give you partial anything. God gives you a full inheritance that belongs to you. Huh? For the earth is a Lord's and the fullness thereof and they that dwell therein. Come on, somebody praise God. Hallelujah. Wonderful Jesus. It never said, you never found anywhere in scripture that God gave you a half a sandwich. Huh? No, no, when God does it, God does it all the way. What, what, what kind of sandwich do you want? Do you want wheat or do you want a white? Uh-huh. And they ask you when you go to that deli, do you want a, a full sandwich or half? But praise God, when you walk up to the counter of God, God, all God has is full. He got a full supply. He got a full supply of health. He got a full supply of financial breakthrough. God, everything he has is full. Come on and praise God for the full, for the full. Praise God for the full. And you want to tell the people that they're stronger than I am. You know, how does that sound? You know, in other words, you are giving, praise Jesus, the, the devil, you're giving him ammunition. Huh? They, they murmured. And this spontaneous murmuring was echoing through the camp, you know, but two of the spies, Caleb. Caleb was from the tribe of Judah, and Joshua was from the tribe of Ephraim. Both of them went forward, and they went there because they knew, listen to me, that God never makes a mistake. The God that we serve, my brothers and sisters, you and the faith family, let me serve notice on you tonight. God never makes a mistake. Why? There's no failure in God. God cannot fail. huh? God is the creator and we are the creatures. It is impossible for God to fail. huh? So Caleb from the tribe of Judah, and Joshua from the tribe of Ephraim, they go forward to come the people, you know. And they, they confirm the fruitfulness of the land. They confirmed it. They were with the other ten. They knew what they brought back to them. Huh? And yes, they saw and they confirmed, amen, about the people. But they disagreed. The disagreement came because the 10 said that we can't. Here's a disagreement. Here's when leadership split. Now, go back and watch. I gave you the scripture, that 13 and 2 in the book of Numbers. These were all leaders of the 12 tribes. Uh-huh. Tell look at somebody tell them leaders can disagree. Yeah, yeah, yes, yes. I don't I don't mind disagreeing. Two of the leaders, and remember, these are leaders, these not these, the spies were not just regular men, they were the leaders 
of the 12 tribes. And now you have 10 leaders versus two, Joshua and Caleb. They disagreed with the other 10 leaders. They argued and they, and, and, and since they started murmuring amongst the people and, and all of this, this, this doubt started echoing in the camp. They went forward to calm the people. Yes, yes. But here, here, they, here they made a statement. They said, let us go up at once and possess it. For we are able to overcome it. This is what Caleb pleaded. Listen, Caleb was ready. Help me say ready. My brothers and sisters, you have to learn to stay on ready. Uh, even when there's doubt in the camp, you got to stay on ready. Somebody has to speak up. And Caleb was saying, listen here, I am, I, I, yes, I've been with y'all of the leaders. Yes, we carried the fruits back, but I disagree. And Caleb now was ready. Look at neighbor to neighbor. It's, 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 uh, not, it's less time to talk now. And now it's time to go to work. Caleb said, let's go to work. Uh, no, yeah, Caleb, listen here. This is our inheritance. Let's go to work. God said it through Moses. Let's go to work. Now, my brothers and uh, sisters, if, if you go with me real quick, um, and then I'm going to come back to it. If you go over to chapter 24 of the book of Joshua, uh, and you'll find in that chapter Matter of fact, let me do some explaining real quick before we get to chapter 24 of the book of Joshua. Chapters 18 through 23. I'm not telling you to uh, read it now because we can't. We don't have enough time. But it breaks down in chapters 23 to chapters 20. I mean, chapters 18 through chapters 23. It deals with the boundaries that God has given to all the 12 tribes in the land of promise. We know what the land of Canaan, we know um, um, the land of Palestine, but also it's called the Holy Land. God had already gave the leaders, Moses, Joshua, leaders, and we heard from Moses how to divide the land. Huh? So in them chapters, chapter 18 through chapters 23, you will find how the land was divided. Now, Caleb, because Caleb was one of the two that said, listen, he says, uh-huh. Let's go in and take it now. I'm, I'm ready. Stop all this talking. Stop all this negativity. And let's walk into our full inheritance. Uh-huh. He reminds Joshua later on what Moses had told him. So if you look at chapter um, 24 in and verse 1 in Joshua, it reads like this. This is Joshua chapter 24 and verse 1. 
And Joshua gathered all the tribes of Israel to Shechem and called for the elders of Israel and for their heads and for their judges and for their officers. And they presented themselves before God. Verse 2. And Joshua said unto all the people, Thus says the Lord, God of Israel, Your father dwelt on the other side of the flood in old time, even in Terah, the father of Abraham, and the father of Nature. And they served other gods. And I took your father Abraham from the other side. Help me say, God brought me from the other side. Come on, say with conviction. God brought me from the other side. All of us has been brought from the other side. Jesus has never had an innocent client. We have been brought from the other side. The other side where we served or the enemy, where we served Satan, where we served our flesh. The Lord has brought us from the other side. So he says, listen here. And through all of this, throughout all the land of Canaan, and multiplied thy seed and gave him Isaac. Now, Joshua renews the covenant that God had. My brothers and sisters, there was a, we know through history, because that they're, they provoked God. Uh-huh. Caleb says, come on, let's, let's go and possess the land. And the 10 other spies, they said, no, we are not going to go any further. Look, look, we are, we was over there. We're like grasshoppers. We're like grasshoppers to the enemy. And you want us to go over there? Now watch. Now remember, these are not just regular people. These are leaders. See that? See that's why. That's why you have to train leaders. That's why those that des that desire uh, to please God and, and and there are some that desires offices and and there's gifts that God has. But leaders have to be trained because if you don't train the leader, a leader can get off. Now ask me the question: Well, how far can a leader get? Well, since you ask me, I'm going to tell you, they can really get off. They can get so off that they mislead the people. Huh? See, when, you, when you're a leader, well, watch me now, praise God. When you are a leader and you go through something, you should never let the devil see you sweat. Can you write that down someplace? Don't never let the devil see you sweat. See, your conviction is not everybody else's conviction. See, what happens when you go through and when you start doubting God, you start spewing your conviction on other people. But when somebody has faith, my God today, and believe, amen, that God had not brought us this far to leave us, amen, that we have a bigger inheritance. And why should we just be satisfied with just a peace when God has given us all of it? Not just a quarter of the land, but God has given us all of it. And all of it belongs to you. Your problem is you eliminate God. You limit God because of the tax of the enemy against you. 
You limit God because you can't see things that should be going your way. My brothers and sisters, this is not, hear me out. I've said it for years. This is not Burger King. You can't have it your way. And the 10 spies wanted it their way because what they observed, if you notice, they took the focus off of the fruit, the pomegranates, the grapes. Oh, my God. They took the focus off of the blessings of God, how big the blessing was, and they start seeing how big the giants were. Huh? Now, listen, my brothers and sisters, if the giants are that big, if you can see the giant, you should be able to see God. Uh-oh. Let me say that again. If you can see the giants in your life, you should be able to see God. Let me dumb it down for you. If you can focus on the negativity, you should be able to focus on God because God is bigger than your problem. Somebody should put a praise on him. God is bigger than what you can see. God is bigger than your negativity. I don't care how big you make that problem seem. I don't care how many people you feel that is against you. If you focus it on the negativity, you should be able to see God. Because God said, I am a very present help. Or oh, somebody talk back to me. I am a very present help in times of trouble. Now, how in the world can you focus in on the neg negative stuff? You can't see God? That's why, that, that's why Caleb jumped on this thing. Caleb said, listen, Caleb said, listen, enough of talking. It's, it's, it's time to do something. So anyway, as we go further, um, they provoke God. We're looking at now, we're, we're, we're looking at um, their attention now. They direct their attention not on their um, future. They direct their attention on the right now. Let me help you out. You can only see today. You can't see tomorrow. So what happens when the enemy tries to show you something that could happen? But it can't happen because the enemy don't know your future. Only God knows your future, huh? And what you have built up to be such a, 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 a dreadful thing, such a thing that will cause you not to walk into your blessing, huh? You've allowed the enemy to get in your mind. But I hear the Bible talk to me. Let this mind be in you, which is in Christ Jesus, and you walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit, huh? And when you walk after the spirit, then you can echo what the word of God has told us. And now I have this confidence that if I ask anything according to his will, he will hear me. God heard. God heard Joshua and Caleb. But the mother 10. Now remember, these are the leaders. Praise be to God. These are the leaders. The 10 faithless leaders. Can, can I say the faithless leaders? There's 10 faithless leaders, huh? That dealt with the physical. 
they, they look at the height of the walls and they look at the difficulties that they may face in conquering the land. And it caused the people to cry, to mourn, and to weep. And it got so bad that they talked about returning back to Egypt. Not only returning back to Egypt, but rebelling against Moses. Don't, don't let the enemy try to convince you that <clears throat> you being not saved is better than you being saved. Don't let the enemy try to entice you to take you back into some of them old habits. Don't let the enemy talk to your mind. See, God will send you leaders. The Bible says, God said, I'll send you pastors after my own, own heart. They're going to feed you. Um, where am I at? Jeremiah 23rd chapter. Is that I believe that's where I'm at. First five or six verses. Matter of fact, can you can you turn to Jeremiah for me? Um, do I do I got a reader in, in the house? Give me a give me a reader. Mm-hmm. You got the reader. Jeremiah. Give me Jeremiah 23. I think I want 23. Yes, and uh, give me the first six verses. You have it? This is Jeremiah 23rd chapter. Read, read from verse 1 down to verse 6, if you would. Go. Whoa. Be unto the pastors that destroy and scatter the sheep of my pastor, uh -huh. saith the Lord. Yes. Therefore, thus saith the Lord God of Israel, against the pastors that feed me, feed my people. Now, 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 now remember, now I'm I'm not saying that these these 10 spies were the pastors, but they were leaders. They were the leaders over each of the tribes. So they were the highest level of leadership that each tribe had. So they had influence over the people. Uh-huh. Read. Ye have scattered my flock. You've, you've scattered my flock. Driven them away. You've driven them away. And have not visited them. You have not visited them. Behold. The word behold, that means look. Look. Uh-huh. I will visit upon you. I'm going to come and visit you. The evil of your doing. The evil of what you've done. Said the Lord. This is what God said. He didn't send it to the prophet. That God spoke it and gave it to the prophet. This was not, you know, put a pin in that one. Paul, Paul, you, you, you'll find Paul said in different times, he said, listen, um, God didn't say this, but this is me talking. This is how he felt, his personal feeling. But he was talking through the unction of the Holy Ghost. But some things God will speak and God will speak directly. Huh? So God told Jeremiah to tell him, I will go on a visit. I'm going to visit. Uh-huh. And I will gather the remnant of my flock. I'm going to bring them all together. Because you you ran them away with your leadership style, with your leadership abilities. You ran them away, Read Of all countries, mm -hmm. whether I have driven them. Yes. And, and will bring them again to the, their fold. Yes. And they shall be fruitful and increase. Now, now watch this. When there's a pastor that God has sent, these you can find that there'll be, I believe, should be four characteristics that that congregation will have. When it is a pastor that God has placed in that, over that church, 
And I think in Revelation you'll find, and we call it the angel of the house, that God has placed in that house, huh? There should be four attributes in the congregation. Now, watch what happens when God sends a pastor. What's number one? Be fruitful. They're going to be fruitful. And increase. And they're going to receive, they're going to have an increase. Read. And I will set up shepherds over them, mm -hmm. which shall feed them. Okay, now they'll be fed. Uh -huh, and, they shall, and they shall fear no more. They'll be fed. They, they won't fear no more. That's no, two. Nor be dismayed. They won't be dismayed. That's three. And shall they be lacking? And they won't lack anything. Neither shall they be lacking. So there's four attributes that the congregation huh, will possess. What are they again? What are they? Uh, should be fruitful. They'll be fruitful. And increase. Uh-huh. They shall, uh, they shall, they shall feed them. They shall be fed. This is verse from verse four. They should be, they'll be fed. And they shall fear no more. They'll fear no more. Nor be dismayed. They won't be dismayed. Neither shall they. Be and lacking. they won't be lacking. That's Jeremiah twenty-three verse four. It'll be the four things that the congregation will have. Now, if you jump over, praise Jesus, to Ephesians chapter four, and you find, I think, in verse eleven. Uh, and it'll say that, well, you can turn to a real quick reader. You can continue. Ephesians 4, and it's, look at verse 12. Uh-huh. And when he led captivity captive, he gave gifts unto men. Uh-huh. Go ahead. Whenever, you, whenever you're there. This would be verse 11. Ephesians 4 and verse 11. Take your time. We're here. Uh-huh. I got it for you. Okay, Ephesians 4 and 11. And he gave some, right, apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers. Underline this. These are gifts that Christ gave. Now, if there's anyone, if anybody mistreats a gift that God, that Christ gave to the church, you're mistreating God. See, that's why you can't offend or cannot do wrong to your pastor. Now, these, these, these 10 spies, they wronged the people. Thank God for Joshua and Caleb. Joshua and Caleb knew within their spirits that you cannot limit God. You cannot be satisfied with less than your full inheritance. But there was 10 of them that did not believe God. And they spoke so strongly that the people talked about Going back to Egypt. Do you know what? I, I just wonder, does anybody know what Egypt looked like to you? You didn't know how bad you was until you got saved. You were in Egypt. Huh? You were in bondage. You was in slavery. You don't know how bad you were until you got saved. Huh? 
And now that you've gotten saved, the enemy will come and try to entice you and make you go back into Egypt. How many know that the devil is alive? You ought to praise God for your inheritance. I, I told and I shared with them, this is really part two to the lesson. Um, I said on the other Wednesday night, I said, um, for you to keep your eyes on the harvest and not on the obstacles. And we talked about the obstacles in Isaiah chapter 1, verses 19 and 20. Huh? You can't keep your eyes on, keep your eyes on the harvest, not the obstacles. They listen, they should have kept their eyes looking at them big grapes. That wouldn't that be enough to motivate you? Listen, can I can, can I just fix this real quick? I'm looking at the big cluster of grapes. And I wonder if I just took one grape off of the cluster, what what could I what could I do with that one grape? Man, I could have me some jelly. I could have me some grape juice. I could have me some raisins. All from one grape. I could, I could cut that grape up, huh? And work with it. That's a grape juice? Man, this grape juice, raisins, huh? Jelly or jam, whichever your whichever your, your favorite is, just from one grape, huh? Don't we know the Bible is right? Little is much with God is in it. See, my brothers and sisters, you you can't pray. Yeah, pray. Yeah, that deserves a praise. Praise Jesus. You can't limit God. And then you are, and watch me now. There's a season for your inheritance. There's a season. And Kate, Kate, well, wait a minute. Watch. Well, praise God. Hallelujah. Jesus. Watch. Caleb knew that his season was now. Joshua and Caleb knew that now is our season to go into the camp. Now, they're not taking anything back that the enemy stole, but this was their inheritance. So Caleb said, stop all this nonsense. Let's, let's go. So God gets mad. And they talked about even stoning them. They talked about in re, um, they was in the spirit of rebellion. You, you can't and you should never even try to think about rebelling against God. God told Moses to tell. Now, 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 now this is what's interesting. God told Moses to take the 12 spies and send them over. Hmm? Now, if you notice, now, now watch me. They're over there. In their land, 40 days, right? I gave you the history. 40 days, they walked the land, 250 miles. Now, nobody was attacked. Nobody got beat up. Huh? Nobody saw them. And they were able to bring back fruits to where to show them that this is a land that is flowing with milk and honey that God had already, God promised to Abraham. 
I keep reminding the saints, God is a promise keeper. Now, what what's the importance of Abraham? Because it shows you that God's promises can go through generations. You ought to put a praise on that now. Position yourself in God and let your generation be blessed also. Come on and praise God for your loved ones, for your family, for generations. God will remember when everybody else forgets. You can pray for your generation. You can pray for your offspring. And if God has spoken to you, help me say it's a family affair. Now, Sly Stone had nothing to do with this one. Hallelujah, Jesus. Okay, let me, let me move further. So in this moment in, in, in the Old Testament history, history, historians have called this the provocation of the day of temptation. Give me Hebrews chapter 3 and verse 8. Hebrews chapter 8 and verse 3. Chapter 8 and verse 3. As you go to the, the prophets have used the story, what happened to the children of Israel, to teach people the importance of repenting before it's too late. Help me say repent. Repent. Before it's too late. Before it's too late. They use Hebrews chapter 3 and verse 8 to teach us how to repent. My brothers and sisters, we're living in a day and time that folk don't think they have to repent. They don't believe they have to repent to the leadership. They don't re have to repent to those that have rule over you. Obey them that have the rule over you for their watch out for what? And folk now don't believe, I'm talking about in the faith family, I'm talking about the world, in the faith family. Do you, do you not know the Bible is for the saints? Right. Not for the world. Right. It's for us. To help us. Now, what we're going through is already been. The Bible says there's nothing new under the sun. Huh? Read me. Hebrews chapter 3 and verse 8. Harden not your heart. Harden not your heart. See, I, I, and, and I, talked, I talked about this. Trouble and trials will make your heart harden. You will harden your heart. In other words, the Lord, you won't listen to God. Because you'll go about your own way of doing things. Huh? Somebody come to you and say, you can't do it. Because you've been through some trouble. You've been through some tests. You know? And please, please, man, please, sir. Don't let your plate be full. Put a pin in that. First of all, God didn't fill your plate up. You did it. You done put all this up on your plate. Now you can't come to church. You can't serve God. You're not coming out to Bible study to get more of the Lord. Hallelujah. You're just a one uh, man band. Oh, you come and praise and worship. First one to praise. Huh? Yeah. Run up and down the aisles. But you, you don't have no substance. That's that soil. Uh, that's another lesson. That's another lesson. Another lesson. Another lesson. Come on, read. As in the provocation. The, see? The, the provocation, the provocation, what are we talking about now? This is when they provoke God, huh? Read. In the day of temptation in the wilderness, mm -hmm. when your fathers tempted me, proved me, and saw my works 40 years. Mm. Wherefore, wait, I wait, slow down. They, what did they do? They tempted, tempted. God, mm -hmm. and what else? 
proved me uh-huh and saw my works 40 years 40 years now god thank you god asked moses look at, when you look at numbers chapter 14 and 11 look what god asked his leader god asked moses how long would this people provoke me how long so moses now has been placed and Moses was in the place of a mediator. Huh? So that, that mediator was, um, what I want to say is, I don't want to use the word. It kind of represented the Savior. Moses was the Savior of Israel. Huh? Plead with the people. Plead with the Lord for his people. Pardon. The iniquity of the people, Numbers chapter 14 and 19. Do you remember when God said, I'm going to destroy the people? And I'm, I think the wording is, God said, I'm going to blot them out of the book. That's the, how you and I know that uh, our names are written, should be written in the book. There's the books, and the books will be open. Your name's going to be there. Moses said, Lord, if you blot the people out, Brought me out too. And God heard Moses. And God listened to Moses. And God stopped what he was going to do. Look, look, look how, look where, oh my God. Look what prayer does. Look at having the relationship with God that you can talk to God. See, my brothers and sisters, when we talk to God, we have, to, we have to get past the time of just for me. It's just for me. The, your biggest blessing is when you think about other people, not only think about, but pour into others, not you. Loose all the restraints. Unfasten your seatbelt and pour into others and watch God raise you up. See, that's why you don't have to run and push, you know, and do conniving stuff to try to be elevated. Huh? God will elevate Psalm 75 and 6. Promotion does not come from the east, not from the west, nor from the south, but God gives it. See, we're in, oh my God, hallelujah, Jesus. We're in a season and time that people want to be seen. They want to be known for something. They don't want to be known for just being saved. I'm a saved brother. I'm a saved sister. They want to be known. They have to have the, the be seen by somebody. Hmm? Oh, look at them. Look at them. Caleb said, listen here, stop all this talking. Let's go. All right? Let me move on. You find... When God sent them over there, there's a scripture says that God is will allow things to see where your heart's at. God allows some things to see really where your where your heart at. Hmm? So my I, I have a quick question tonight in this lesson. And my question would be: are you a grape gatherer or a wall watcher? That would be my question. Are you a grape gatherer or are you a wall watcher? 
You remember they was watching to see how, how thick the walls were? Huh? But are you a grape gatherer? Your inheritance is a place that God has plenty for you. Huh? And when you walk in your inheritance, you want for nothing. We, if we don't preach and teach this right and keep reminding the people, see, that's why, and praise be to God, that, that leaders are birthed out of this church. Huh? Preparing you for leadership, preparing you on what to do. And some, some still don't get it. Some will not get it. Look at the 10 spies. Look at neighbors and neighbor. They just didn't get it. And you know what's really so important? They walked into their inheritance. They physically walked in their inheritance, but they still didn't get it. They handled their blessing, but they still didn't get it. They came back with a negative report. Because why? They saw they had to do something in the land. Wait a minute. Some, some folk are just lazy. God has blessed them. Huh? God bless you with the job and you, and you won't get up and go to it. Why? Oh, I'm going to have to talk to them and I'm going to go to the office because I can't do them hours. Ooh, that's too early for me. Or I'm scared at night. I like to come home late like that. Wait a minute. You don't have nothing. And the saints prayed for you and agreed. Huh? Agree as touching anything. And it, up, it came to pass and you don't want to get up. Huh? Because it's too early. Or you got to stay too late. Oh, they're working me too hard. I only wanted 40 hours. And, and now they're working me 45. The devil is alive. Come on, praise God, somebody. Y'all praise God. I got the clothes. We limit God by being satisfied with less than our full inheritance. I may have to continue, my brothers and sisters, with this lesson. I started it, but there's so much that I wanted to bring forth to um, you, the people of God. And uh, there's multi-layers here, leadership, attitudes, uh, and the list goes on. But I pray that it's blessed you tonight. And um, God has a lot for you. God has more than what you can think. You allow the enemy to steal your inheritance. You're dissatisfied with 40 acres, but God got a whole island for you because he's given you the whole island, but you're dissatisfied with 40 acres. Huh? Enjoy what God has given you. Live large in Christ and give God the glory. May God bless you and may God smile upon you. Thank you for stopping in with Living the Word with Pastor Clay.